Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. I'm the Bull Dev Mac, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother. We got B. Austin in the building. Uh, Jimmy the Blueprint will be back in the building this episode. He'll be with us in just a few minutes. Yo, 15 weeks down in the NFL season. Christmas Day is two days away, and um, Omarion is still dancing his way through sports and the world in general. So let's rap about it. It's time to sit back, relax, and bust it up again with your guys in the greatest man cave in the history of planet Earth. That man cave is the war room. You can get in the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls live in about 30 minutes on the digital extreme tech hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. What up, fam? Yo, is, is it time to go back into hiding or, or nah? Cause um, the world different again. Yes, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's uh, it's about that time. Hibernation. Yeah, Hibernation the, soon comes. The world is is definitely different again. Um, I know Jimmy probably, you know, has some stuff on that to say. He said he knows some people who's been directly affected by this go round of COVID nineteen Omicron variant. Um, I'm pretty sure the Delta variant is still flying around there somewhere. Um, bars, don't even ask how. But listen, man, yeah, I mean, and when I say that, I mean, you know, he knows people who are very, very adversely, very negatively affected because I know people, it seemed like, you know, what they're saying about the new variant, you know, has to be true, or it might be just because of the season we're in. It seems like it's like, very much more contagious now. At this point, I'm resigned to the fact, B. Austin, that we are all going to catch COVID-19 at some point. Pretty I much. Y'all don't got to go what I went through. I was about to say it's pretty much about how your body deals with it or, you know, if you get a mild case or, or whatever. That's pretty much what it is at this point, man, because I think – I just don't think it's, it's any more hiding from it because people are tired yeah, well. of – the, the, the shutdown type stuff. People are tired of hiding. Yeah. People want to go out and live their lives. I mean, we had a lot of that before, you know, we actually all started to go back outside. There were some people who were, you know, kind of defiant to it from the door. But now it's like after you got a taste of something close to normal. Freedom. Right. After you got a you little know, bit of freedom. Besides the fact that, you know, we got to go back to jail. we go. In 2021, um, it's like okay, now y'all okay with us wearing ski masks? But anyway, 
you know, besides that, people got a taste of some normalcy, of some freedom, and they don't, you know, nobody, including the government officials who make the the decisions, nobody wants to go back to that. Because I keep hearing, yo, we're not shutting down again, regardless. And I keep hearing stuff like that. Um, schools have started to change some stuff, though. My kids um, are on virtual for the last three days before the Christmas break. They're supposed to be on it until after the MLK holiday. Um, I'll believe that when I see it. I have a feeling they're going to be back on virtual for a long time. But just, you know, society in general, you know, the government vows not to shut it down the way they did before. So what are we doing, B? How we how we going to deal with this, man? Because now, like I said, um, it seems like everybody's going to get it, man. It's just a matter of if these vaccines is, are going to work. It, 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 it does, man. It does seem like... And I'm I'm telling y'all I, I broke this down and, and it was a life changing event for me. I'm gonna break it down again, man. As I understand it, on an article that was written by a uh, a respiratory therapist and an emergency room nurse, there's seven stages. And what I dealt with, man, I wouldn't even wish that on Donovan McMahon. And so <laughs> I had stage from from the description right. You can recover from anything stage five and up. Right. Once you get to stage five, it's touch and go. It's you ain't coming back from stage six. Putting your affairs and all this you ain't coming back from stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt like I got hit by a train, and that train just kept hitting me. And apparently I only had stage one and a half, maybe stage <sighs> two, maybe stage one. And I ain't right since, like, I'm I'm just now in December, honestly, getting to a point where I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm totally normal. That's from August. So right. August, September, October, November, like three months of recovery, and that's stage one, right? So I, I just can't imagine how many people go through what I went through, actually deal with it and sustain, um, never mind if you have some serious health problems. So I'm I'm – I'm a little nervous. I'm a little worried for for folk. Um, This whole notion that we will not return to what we had before, to me, comes down to we've done the worst-case calculation on death, and they're willing to deal with, you know, three or four or five million of y'all biting the dust. Because in their their mind, with three – with – Third, with 300, close to 400 million people in this country, they're they're willing to they're willing to roll as long as death toll is under one percent. I know that sounds crazy. That sounds nasty. It is. It's ugly. But if like two or three but million, the, people the economy die, is way more like, important to them than the than, economy is more important than, the than purge. y'all lives. Yeah, yeah. y'all y'all. It, it's more important than three or four million of y'all dying. Like real talk. Us, I should say, not y'all, us. So I don't think they can, because the American another economy factor is it, though, already it, fragile. Another already factor fragile. is that the demographic of people who are more affected, affected. by it. So, of mm-hmm. course, yeah, they're definitely willing, you know, yeah, let them to let, let them, them die. Die. We might, like, we might trying to get rid of y'all. Process, but, you know. We've been trying to get rid of y'all since anyway. Y'all ain't got good health, so this is just. This just fits in uh, fits into the plan, but 
Notice like if y'all no longer going to work for free, then why y'all still here? Like, what's the point? Why y'all still here? Go back to Africa. The, um, the economy in this country, I think, is in a, a worse place than people realize, and I pay attention to inflation, right, um, as we all should. Your dollars buy less. Your salary means less. You have to make more, and and that's not because the things you're buying actually cost more. What it really is is your money buys less. Your money buys less, and that to me is an indication of economic weakness or instability. And that 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 makes me that makes me nervous as well. I don't know when the depression starts. I didn't say recession. I don't know when the depression starts, and I think they don't know either. But I think the the at current administration is going to try and string things along long enough to when that does start, it ain't going to be under their particular watch because it's coming. It's coming. Definitely is. Definitely is. All right, so look, man, before we get into everything we're going to get into on this episode, man, we just got to remind you. With, whether you're live with us or not, man, anytime on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show, The War Room, and all the partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that either on our website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. But there's never, never, ever, if you're a hip-hop fan, there's never an excuse to miss an episode of Tissue and the Tape with uh, Philmatic 365 and Davis Backwards. There is never, if you like to eat, there's never a reason for you to miss John Appetit with the Burtons. If you love TV and movies, there is never an excuse for you to miss On the Couch with the Wilsons. Hey, if you're if you're from where we're from and you love Philly sports, there's never an excuse for you to miss the Broad Street line with Roy and Chris. Never an excuse for you to miss Superstars with Soup, Big E and H. Look, you need it, we got it. So uh, make sure you check out everything on the War Room Sports Podcast Network at any time on demand. All right. Hot Topics, of course, brought to you by MyBookie for all you degenerate gamblers out there. It's time for you to make some money here with us in the War Room. You can do that by betting at MyBookie. If you still haven't checked out MyBookie and you listen to our show every week and you're a gambler, then something's wrong. It's time for you to place a bet. Lay down some money on all the biggest games in sports, even though, you know, sports – Sports is definitely, man, no pun intended, is definitely a gamble right now um, because you really don't know who's going to play from night in to night out. Um, All throughout sports, there are like three figures. I mean, just in the sports leagues in America that are going on now, there is three figures worth of players in the COVID protocol. So it probably makes betting a little bit uneasy for you at the moment. But, hey, you probably can win even more money if you get some things right. So, um, look, place them bets at mybookie.ag. There's no excuses when you win. They pay you your money. They pay it fast. They pay it with no hassle. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after the game starts. So join now, and mybookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. So just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it, man. And before we do talk about, you know, how Omarion is um, serving the country, don't even ask how, um, college college football news and black college football news. Um, Shut your ears off, Fred Purdue. Jackson State 
actually gets trounced in the celebration bowl by the MEAC representative, um, South Carolina State. I don't know if you watched any of this game, but, you know, with, with Coach Prime over there and their 11-2 and two record versus a, a, a whack MEAC representative with a 6-5 and five record, like none of this was supposed to happen. They were supposed to come in here and put their foot, foot on South Carolina State's neck. Um, it ended up going the other way. South Carolina State, their foot on their neck. This is a week after, you know, we celebrated Jackson State for landing the number one recruit in the nation. Now, you know, that's not going to do anything to change that, but I really doubt that they thought they were going to go into this uh, this bowl and get embarrassed the way they did, 31-10 uh, to 10 by, the, by the South Carolina State Bulldogs. Um, before you give your opinion on that, B, I do want to let you know that over 2.5 million TV viewers tuned in um, to see this. So, you know, that's pretty good numbers right there for uh, a matchup from the MEAC and the SWAT. So who was your thought on Coach Prime and him getting that ass tapped by um, South Carolina State? Hey, man, as a Howard University uh, Bison alumni and former walk-on, uh, salute to the MEAC. Congratulations. Um, in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of things, I think that this is actually going to be a positive for Jackson State because as I've watched Deion Sanders, one of the things that we get confused with um, is the difference between substance and fluff. Dion comes with a lot of fluff that's enjoyable, that we like, that we laugh at, we, we, we love, we're entertained by. But the thing that I really appreciate about Deion Sanders is that he is full of and grounded on substance as a coach and as a leader. And if you watch and pay attention to the way he teaches, I believe, this is opinion, conjecture, I haven't, you know, we haven't gotten Deion on the show yet, I'm sure it's coming, um, he will use this as a teaching tool to say, young men, don't get out ahead of yourselves. Don't celebrate the fact that we got the number one recruit, and I think they back followed that up with a, another four-star or five-star that came in right behind them, a lineman, so, of course, he didn't get a lot of fanfare. But um, I think that it, it's strong. It, I think there's a strong possibility that what you face playing at Jackson State is the kids and the players getting caught up in the hype and listening to that hype machine, and it becomes Deion Sanders' job to keep them grounded in reality and hard work. And I believe that Coach Prime is going to be able to do that. I believe that. Yeah. No, I mean, it definitely could, could, could be a teaching moment. Um, because of who he is, you know, he's going to get the recruits as long as he's there. So he has the opportunity to be in this celebration bowl, you know, every year until he decides to call it quits, if he decides to call it quits on this whole HBCU thing that a lot of people out there think, you know, they think that's what it is. It's an HBCU thing, and it's going to be – and it's going to die off and, you know, you know whatever they're out there saying. But – um yeah, he'll definitely be back. 
But it shows. I mean, it's it's the football mantra, and and, and the mantra actually, you know, you, it came from professional, and that's why the day that's used in it is the day that's used. But any given Sunday, and in this case, any given any given Saturday, you know, something can happen. These dudes are human beings. Um, they're all men. They lace up their pants the same way. You know, one leg at a time. They put their pants on. Lace up their shoes the same way. Um, you go out there with a certain level of pride. And, and realize, like, all right, we're playing against dudes our age um, or whatever. Go out here and, and play with confidence and not be scared. Because that's, that's what happens a lot of times in these matchups that are supposed to be lopsided. Somebody believes that, that you know, that those press clippings, they go out there and believe that they're inferior. So you're already behind the eight ball before the game. Had an advantage, yeah. Whether, whether it goes one way or the other, whether it's the, right. the superior team, they believe their hype. Or it's the inferior team, they believe the hype that they're not that good. It plays on your mind. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, you know, this kind of stuff that can, can happen. You know, you go out there and, and you realize, you know, go out there and play with some pride. Um, but shout out to, you know, HBCU football um, doing that thing. That, no doubt. Know, last Saturday, there was a lot of HBCU on national TV. Uh, Howard played. Becoming sellable. On on national TV, I was wondering, like, I, I really, real talk, you can ask my wife, I asked her, I'm like, is this, like, some kind of special day? Like, did I miss, like, Juneteenth Part 2 or something? Yeah, like, why nigga, they got us all? football day? <laughs> no, but you well, know what it might have been? Day. <laughs> right. <laughs> but not just football, though. Basketball, too. Howard basketball played. Howard played somebody in basketball. There was an oh, HBCU why? dunk contest during that telecast. Like, I mean, none of the dudes in the dunk contest actually were enrolled in schools. They were just representing the schools that they chose to have them represent. So that was kind of weird. And if you are going to have outsiders, they got to be super nice. Like, these dudes is corny. Like, <laughs> you got to get them YouTube bulls. If you're going to have people representing schools that they don't go to, you got to go to YouTube. They want to they they pay. Yeah. And what's the point? They just, they just probably grab whoever they saw on the, in, on the streets, on the playground. Oh, yeah, he got some Banneker from Banneker Park. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so shout out to whatever last Saturday was, man. <laughs> Negro Day on national TV um, in the sports world. But it was it was nice to see. Um, hopefully we can see some more. Like I said, I'm, I'm never one to be begging to get up in their spaces where we're not wanted. But, you know, if I'm sitting there and I want to see something, it's nice that – I was able to sit down and watch some of that with the little bit of time that I have, you know, chasing these kids around and their sports dreams. Like you don't have much time. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to that. Um, but back to in general, man, we talked about this a little bit last week. You know, it's only gotten worse since then. Like the COVID-19 is obliterating the sports landscape right now. Last week we talked about, I believe there was like 75 players in the um, the protocol in the NFL. It's a lot more now. Every time you turn around, there's new news. Your head coach, Nick Sirianni, is in the COVID protocol. A bunch of other coaches, Sean Payton in it for the second time. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. If you look at the three professional sports that's going on right now, NFL, NHL, and NBA, like, they're being absolutely gutted right now. The NHL has pulled their players from the upcoming Winter Olympics. Um, so mm-hmm. 
a lot of those countries, it's going to be a whole different look to the Olympics because the NHL is banning their players from taking place in it because of COVID. And I think the bigger reason is um, they've already pushed back. I think they've canceled their Christmas Day or Christmas Eve slate, something like that. They've postponed some games. And, you know, the whole league usually takes off two weeks so their players can play in the Olympics. I'm thinking now, B, since these professional leagues aren't shutting down like they did, you know, when Rudy Gobert started the domino back in a couple years ago. <laughs> we still think, blaming Rudy. Yeah, I think they're Rudy pulling them from the Olympics because they're going to need those two weeks for postponements and stuff like that. Like, they got to fill yeah. those yes, spaces. correct. That's Just exactly, like, that's exactly yeah. what it is. So, listen, like, since the last time we, we talked on air, the NFL has had, like, three postponements. Our Philadelphia Eagles was one of the teams affected by that. There was two Tuesday night football, football games Tuesday. this week. Loved it. Which is, yeah, it's weird. I mean, but, you know, football on any night of the week is, is cool with me. So, they had, a you know, two Tuesday night football games and then – directly the morning after people from those very teams went, you know, more people from those teams went into the protocol because Washington was already gutted because of the protocol. That was the reason that they pushed the games back in the first place. They basically stalling so people can get some practice squad people and some people off the street up to speed in enough they time. Start, to yeah, play Washington started a, in a, a QB that has a day job. <laughs> I think pretty much he said last Thursday, first of all, he wasn't even on their practice team this season. He was on the Patriots practice team. Uh, th- that time last week he was tucking his, his, no, I'm sorry, not last week, maybe like three, four days before the game. He was tucking his daughter in the bed. A couple of days later, he's on a nationally televised game on Tuesday night, starting for the Washington football team. And playing What's better happen, than the baby? starting quarterback of the other team. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say it. Never mind. My <laughs> What's going to happen, man? Like, it's getting ridiculous. It is getting ridiculous in sports. Well, talk about some I more think, of in a minute. I think <clears throat> that the NFL is far enough into the season that they're going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to gangster it out and finish because they don't really care about, uh, they don't really <laughs> care about the meat market anyway. It's just the quality of the product. The NBA is in the first half of its season, so I don't know what they're about to be doing. Yeah, I'm not um, sure. And shout out to uh, Dave Zirin, uh, somebody that we got to chop it up with at uh, sports conference at Temple University a couple of years. Um, he wrote an article this week. Um, you know, now he's the editor of The Nation and author. Of course, he wrote the book, The Kaepernick Effect, Taking a Knee, Changing the World. Um, but he wrote an, an article this week called NBA and NFL to America, Drop Dead, basically saying how the major sports leagues have decided that the show must go on, body count be dead. It must go on. And that's yes. where we are. Because just like I mentioned a couple minutes stadiums, ago, remember when, when Rudy Gobert first, you know, breathed on the microphones and was acting a fool, you know, it was like, man, it was, it was emergency. It was, it was, <laughs> it was dire when, once he did listen, that, listen, they shut down the immediately. Unknown, something, being, something being unknown or foreign is much right. more scary a lot of times than the result 
that you know, and once you know what the results are, you prepare yourself to deal with it. Now it's just like, yo, deal with it. We'll care yeah. if y'all die. Plus, in their league, like something, you know, I, this is a Poma stat, but in their league, probably 90% of the players who have contracted it, you know, you know, has something mild. I mean, Jarrell and B came back yeah. and said that he went through something that wasn't really chronicled in the media. I don't know if he was exaggerating or not, but he was like, you know, he thought it was it for him. I didn't know it was that bad until he came back and said that because yeah. they don't report on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But as far as yeah, we know, I remember most that. of the people were either asymptomatic or had mild uh, symptoms and didn't go through much. They just had to sit out and do what the protocol must, told them to do. I'm, so that's why I think I'm they're not taking what, it as seriously as they yeah. once did. The black, the black protectionist said that, that it robbed Cam Newton of his entire game because since he had it and he's come back, Yo, I can't want to ask before COVID. That's always. That's always. Yo, y'all tried it. Yo, <laughs> like he was like, no, nah, but I, I, I will say this: he was one butt cheek before. Now he's three. <laughs> now yo, he is three. three. Yo, he a butt yeah, alien butt cheek. Fuck wrong. Alien butt cheek. He is failure. <laughs> he is failure, man. Yeah, okay. Yeah, then went back yo, to, went back to, to Carolina all hyped and all he's mustered. It's like hard to be worse than Jalen Hurts, but he make Jalen Hurts look like a Pro Bowl. Well, everybody, you know, you know, you know, the, the media and the Don't fans are so. I'm telling you, they're so prisoner of the moment. Like Jalen Hurts can play like trash, and they're like, "Oh, the Eagles might want to start looking in another direction," and he come back and have a okay game statistically. But they're still not noticing how, you know, he's missing on a lot of routine stuff. But he put up some decent numbers, and now they're, oh, Jalen Hurts is probably the quarterback of the future for the, for the Philadelphia Eagles. But I don't even want to get into that, man, because I'm so tired of, especially, you know, talking to fans again. I'm so tired of fans getting fooled by their quarterback being their best running back and think that's like some long-term sustainable method of play. Like, I, I I don't get it, man. I really don't get why people love quarterbacks to be running backs. And what do we have running backs for? All right, man. Um, so the NBA, um, there's so many people are in a protocol. They're starting to get some, um, some some new stuff that they can do as far as how many replacement players they can sign on a, on a weekly basis. Um, and some names are popping out of the hat that you may not have expected to see in the league again. You probably were rooting for some of these names. But Joe Johnson just got signed to a 10-day contract. Lance Yo, Stevenson one of the greatest YouTube ballers got, ever. Lance Stevenson just got signed to a 10-day contract. Uh, your man Isaiah Thomas, the fake one, got signed yeah, to a 10-day contract with the Lakers. The Lakers are so bad, he might end up rocking with them for the rest of the season. Um, He's going to leverage that into a multi-year gym. That's funny because I was actually about to ask you, because um, those aren't the only ones. There's a lot of D-League call-ups coming up. But of those names, since they are popular names of people who used to be all-stars, mm-hmm. uh, minus Lance Stevenson, um, he used to be something. He used to be a character. Um, do no, you think any of these players are going to leverage? you think ISO Joe can leverage this? Into at least a no. one-year deal with somebody, or you think he's done? Uh, he still a be one, out there a on that one year, 
a one-year, he can probably get a year out of it. Isaiah Thomas, I, I'm going to be honest, I'm keep it keep it real. And we and we have discussed his limitations. We're hoopers. We're scientists with this. We know Isaiah Thomas' limitations. But Isaiah Thomas probably should have never been out of it. He He's yeah. probably going to move this into a two- or three-year mid-level exception type of deal. Like, the reality is he was trying to get a max, you know, five-year, $170 million type of, type of deal, which probably shouldn't have happened. That's what, that's um, what he shouldn't have got, but he shouldn't have been out yeah, of it. Yeah, that's, that's what he shouldn't have gotten because he cannot do anything consistently but score. And he can score <laughs> very, very, very well on anyone. But do you average all he 30? can do is score. And then missed the next yeah. few years. I mean, I know he got hurt, which didn't help his no, case. No, they didn't his, want to pay him his anyway. Hip, his hip injury but. was allegedly reoccurring. But if you think about yeah. it, Dev, with somebody his size and what he does, if he can't do what he does, even the slightest bit no off good. of what off the off of the pace that 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 got him a claim, then he's almost useless. He's almost right. useless. Like you get nothing from him defensively. So that's the reality flip side of that is he shouldn't have been out of the league just period like i if i'm a gm of a team i can live with signing isaiah thomas to a three-year 20 his, million dollar deal three I'm year, 15 if, million if his agent I'm is cool realistic we can we can do this because yeah we can we can do that like so he anybody i can think use he's buckets good. off the bench you know what i'm saying buckets off the bench i think that lance stevenson is a mental health thing I don't and know he, why he's, with he's Atlanta. out of the league. Joe Johnson is with the Celtics. Okay. With the Celtics. I'm, I'm not sure why Lance is really out of the league because he's the only one of these dudes. Like, he's in his 20s still. Like, I don't really know other than the shenanigans. Like, nah, he's young. 30, he's a 31. shenanigan. He's 31. But uh, that's the thing. He's 31. Think, yeah, I think Lance – I think – Coaches, GMs, they might have trouble wrangling him in because Lance is not as good as Lance thinks he is. No. So Lance be out there trying to be on some superstar stuff, and Yo, Lance that ain't really his without lane. Without asking permission. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, shooting yeah, he, a lot he, of he's crazy dribbling. Handle not even that tight. He that crazy dribbling and. But but Lance, yeah, he, a, he, he wasn't a, a dude. He, get a little, he can get it cooking. He can, he can get it cooking for a few minutes. He get a little excited. Yeah, he get a little, <laughs> and and sometimes it works. And now we come to my man, my home, <laughs> the man that inspires me to I go to the playground and watch, because I don't really do this. Another anymore. body, cat yeah. just went into the protocol. Yo, I'm I am so happy for Joe Johnson. Because contrary to what y'all believe, Joe ain't never retired. Joe ain't stopped working out. Joe works out more now than he did when he was in the league because Joe told y'all that Joe ain't leaving until Joe decides that Joe is done (laughs) when Joe feels like. So Joe is in great shape. Joe's in great shape. What he does and the way he does it, if you're a hooper and you're listening, and we have a lot of hoop fans, we have a lot of hoopers, or ex-hoopers, y'all understand that Joe Johnson offensively will be able to get 20 a game for the rest of his life. Like until (laughs) Joe is 80, 
Joe will be able to get 20 because Joe understands space. Joe understands angles. Joe's footwork is immaculate. Here's the problem, two of them. Joe, at this age, and it will only get worse, cannot give you much defensively. Joe cannot cover no ground side to side. Offense, not a problem. Passing, immaculate. He is still who he is. So it's cool. It's what the expectation is. Can we find 10 to 15 minutes a game and put him on a player on the other side of the court or the other team that isn't an offensive threat and let Joe go to work? And if you can do that, yeah, Joe might have another year or two. Uh, he can get a Tom Brady run in where he, you know, plays so he's 42, 41, 42. Listen, if Vince Carter can do it, Joe Johnson can definitely do it. But the expectations need to be tempered. And I don't think any of us expect Joe to come back and average 20. But well, no, not on that Celtics team. There's not enough uh, shots for him to average 20 with not Tatum enough, and yeah. Brown. But Joe, team, so. Joe is still very much Joe. And can't nobody guard Joe in the NBA. Yeah, they, ha- they have even at 40, 20 point guard. scores. Them boys ain't giving you the ball to average no 20. Nah, if you average, if you're a third either. player on the Celtics averaging 20, then you got to shoot at least 98% from the field. Because opportunities, <laughs> opportunities going to be slim. So you got to make you got to you got to average good. you got to average twenty you got to average twenty on eight shots and make seven of them. <laughs> exactly. And, and free throws and, in three. And get fouled a couple times, but I just don't know where all the touches coming from for you to be getting fouled. All the and touches, get yeah. But shots. Joe, 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 Joe makes me happy. Pause because. I've seen, and as as is common these days with the internet, he kind of chronicles his life on YouTube, and Joe works out with NBA players at a high level, like he never like like he never was out of the league, like he has never stopped working, and I believe that that deserves what he's getting, even if it's not you know he ain't. He ain't the ISO Joe that left in 2018, but he is still good enough to contribute on a roster. And so I'm 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 happy for the old young bull. And uh, congratulations and bullies to him because he's one of my favorite players, and he still is a is a bucket, kind of like Melo. I don't think Melo will ever not be able to get 20. Um, his game is just that's the way his game is made. Defense is the issue with with people like like Melo and Joe Johnson. It's not that they can't score, but if you can get 20, but everyone knows you're going to give up 30, then it's kind of a problem. (laughs) It's cool that you can get 20, but but you can't stop anybody from doubling you up. Like, that's that's probably the issue there. But, uh, yeah, Isaiah, in closing, Isaiah have no problem. My young boy Max is going to get a dub. He's going to give a dub. He's going to give it to yeah. you. IT should have no problem getting a reasonable contract. By reasonable, I mean somewhere in the 5 to $7 million a year uh, category. He should be fine. As, as you explained to me, it's probably because Lance, air guitar Lance is a head case because I don't really understand why he's out of the league. Um, other than that, and then Joe, you know, bully for him, man. Great to see him back. Yeah. I hope, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for Joe to get a – Veterans minimum, you know, at least for the rest of the yeah, season. Yeah, we'll I mean, I I really don't see why not now. Teams really need to carry <laughs> as many players as they possibly can. And I think, you know, the NFL, I mean, the NBA Players Association, they've um, 
they were in talks with the NBA about teams carrying more so yeah. they can have more replacement players. Um, last question on Yo. this, though. Do you see, yeah. like, do you think they should be seriously considering a second bubble? Uh, I Do I think they should? Absolutely. Will yeah. they? Probably not, because I think they're far enough in the season. That they're, they're not, not trying, going to, they're not trying to get like, back that ticket money. Yeah, they ain't trying to get back no tickets. They're not going to shut down on a long they're if anything they'll cut the season, accelerate the playoffs to get through the season. And that's what we'll have and then they'll reevaluate a bubble for next season, but in any case we're not going to I don't know cuz I think I think they should have went into a bubble after the bubble. From, no, from instead the of going out there with no fans. But no, this this is my thing and I don't know if it's realistic or not. I think they should seriously consider a bubble, but get everything planned and working while these dudes are still playing. Like, don't don't shut the lead down. And then once you have everything up and running, players, I think they can test into the bubble. You know what I'm saying? Like, or, mm-hmm. or maybe at that mm-hmm. point, all right, at that point, maybe let's do a 10-day shutdown. Um, and you got to show a certain amount of positive tests to get into the bubble. And, and and it worked like that. Mm. So if you you might enter the bubble still shorthanded on your team because you might have people in the protocol at that moment since the league never really shut down. But as those people come back and get their two positives to come back, they are allowed now to enter the bubble. I'm thinking something like that. Mm. I don't know. It, but like you said, it might be too late in the season to do it without shutting down because by the time they get the logistics up on all of that, goddamn season to be, you know, Pretty much, yeah. Almost into the playoffs. It's, so. it's, it's, it's about forty. We're about forty I mean, percent in there. Not like they don't have the money to speed the logistics up. They can go ahead and kick everybody out of Disney World again. Do what they got to do. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right. So our quote of the week, man. <laughs> quote: Bron knows he ruined basketball. Me personally, I love the NBA for the loyalty I thought was there. He basically knocked the fourth wall down. End quote. And that is from one of LeBron's former teammates, somebody he won a championship with in Cleveland, um, Amon Shumpert. Uh, he was on a, a podcast talking, and they uh, got into the um, Kevin Durant conversation. And he was like, yo, no, that's bad, but he didn't ruin it. Like, LeBron ruined it by going to the Heat um, and started giving his reasoning. Yo. The one in that quote, like the whole loyalty thing, like I've never believed in loyalty, but he did go on to say things like, um, you know, as a business move, it's great. But truthfully, you know, he's like as a fan growing up, like fans never really talk business of the NBA. So we're looking at it from a different perspective. He never said the word, but I see what he's trying to trying to say because we always talk about it. Like it's the competitive, competitive part of the game. greatness, and that's what fans have always basically you know, built their conversations and their trash talk Yo. on, like the competition of it. So, yeah, of course, it's it's great for these players to be able to take ownership, uh, blah, 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 do all of that. But as a fan, you, you really do. What does that do? What does that do for me? Yes. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, and you got to, I mean, as a fan, you look at it selfishly. Of course, when you flip the, the perspective, you're like, okay, they, they, these dudes are human beings. But as much as we blow the business part of it up, you know, there's still a little bit of, you know, bishassness in that where, okay, they're going to mm-hmm. let you harp on that now because it's making them look like 
geniuses or whatever. But that, that wasn't the only reason that these dudes started doing that. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and, and they it, were and doing crazy. it to like, avoid. This comes from a form They were doing it to avoid the run. Yeah, we got to make this to, as easy um, as possible. I mean, and if it's I can, legacy if I can, people like LeBron because the fans are so difficult that the longer it took to, for him to win a championship, or if he didn't, you know, fans are going to act like as good as he is and as productive as he is, like his career was a failure because that's all we, them, oh, yeah. all we judge blame, blame Mike. players on. Blame these. it on the mic. Um, right. Can honestly say I, I saw the interview or I saw snippets of it about a, a thirty-minute snippet, and um, Iman Shumpert is one of my favorite bums. Like he's he's a guy that I think is highly intelligent, without necessarily being highly articulate. Um, but he's but he's he's, he's intelligent because because he'd be highly, <laughs> he'd definitely be highly because he'd be highly. He de- he is. He is high, he comes highly. I think, I, I think he was highly in this interview. <laughs> he was he was highly in this interview. Um, and not to mention that I believe, my opinion, that he completely outkicked his coverage with his choice in a wife and mate. And uh, salute to him for that because while we do lust and chase after Rihanna, I'd rank his bird right up there with her. Um, but salute to him, and he broke tweet, some tweet. things down. The uh, the competitive greatness piece that he was referencing, it, it couldn't help but resonate with me. Like I, I agreed with everything he was saying, and him, he and LeBron, as I understand it, are homies, and they've had the conversation. Like he knows. Yeah, he said it. He what like, it is? LeBron knows how I feel yeah. about this. LeBron know. knows how I feel. That's my man. We good. We cool. He said. I also wanted to say. I mean, Brian can't beat me. So what are you gonna do? But um. He definitely wanted. He definitely would. He was definitely thinking that, even if he didn't say it, um, because he's a legendary one-on-one player. He just can't get it done in a, in in the games. But dude is. Um, I liked his 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 perspective. It was insightful. Maybe that's a little bit of bias because everything he said, I agree with, and we've are kind of articulated some of that on the show through the years. Uh, but I, I respect and agree with his position, by and large. And uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, I don't think it's bias. I think it's just that you know, his position basically reiterated a lot of stuff that you and I have been saying on this program for years. Like, for me, definitely, you know, no knock on LeBron. I'm not, you know, diminishing his greatness or anything like that. No, but from not a competitive at all. standpoint, I thought that was a, a terrible move. I thought that it was going to start something in the league, which which it did. And, you know, it it it's it saturates markets and it and it, it makes talent spare, sparse everywhere else in the league. So, you know, it it helps to make certain portions of the NBA season unwatchable. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's been successful yeah. in doing that because the league yeah. is pretty top heavy, but there isn't uh, Yo, he, enough superstars shout, to go around. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to him! Shout out to him because they did get into a segment or a piece where they were. Um, he was asked, "Who's better, um, Jordan or LeBron?" And the host was pro LeBron, and Bull went ahead and said, 
to him on air. This is how I know you're correct that he was highly. Bull, yo, Bull said, you got a dick-sucking opinion. And then he realized what he said. He was like, oh, my bad. My bad. I didn't mean to disrespect you. I meant no disrespect. <laughs> like I did, just not just not on the radio. <laughs> not on the air. I, my my bad. Not on the air. My bad. But he, he's about competitiveness, and he's a dog. Like he, So I see where he's, you know, I see where he's coming from as opposed to, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, you're, you're, you you get to talk about money and rings. And, nah, let's take all of that out. Who's the better player? Like, you know, so it, it, it is what it is. But I, I saw a very entertaining, very entertaining podcast. So. All right, stat of the week. Um, and it's about my man Brody, man. Russell Westbrook has 400 consecutive games with a turn. First, a few, few things here. One, is that surprising to you? Two, no. is it terrible? I mean, because there's no context. I mean, Russell Westbrook, just be honest, he's never been, you know, he's kind of a, a high turnover type point guard. But at the same time, there's no context because there could be a ton of one turnover games in that mix somewhere. And for that, like that would be a great game for Russell Westbrook since he is a high turnover, a two turnover high game. volume, two turnover game, great with the ball type dude. So, like for me, I think the fact that this was publicized, I think this is just another nitpicky stat about uh, Russell Westbrook. Um, when you have the ball in his hand for most of his stops, not now with the Lakers, but when you have the ball in, in your hands and is asked to do as much as he has on his team, you know, over the past decade, is like you're going to turn the ball over. One of my favorite point guards of all time, Jason Kidd. Like, you know, he, you have the ball, you're going to turn the ball over. There's certain times when a great point guard will – just get it going and get in that zone and have a great game with no turnovers. But that's rare, even for the best of them. So if that's a rare stat in itself, I think that to point this out, it's, it's just more, you know, Russ hate. But, I mean, it is what it is. It's true. It's not like it's, you know, fake news. But I just don't think it's as big of a deal as the people who don't like him would make it when they actually see a stat like this. Do you think that Russ could be placed at another position? Would you um, have seen him play the two? He, I mean, he could be placed at another position. He could play the two. Um, of course, he wouldn't be the same stat monster from the two, um, but he can get done what needs to get done at that position. I mean, he gets it done from the point guard position, but he also facilitates. So... Yeah, I mean, he could. But I feel like he does. He well, not he I does now. Like, I know he doesn't get it. So. He doesn't get a fair. He doesn't get a fair shake. He doesn't get a will. fair shake. Like it, it, it's the Lakers' woes. You know what the haters are trying to do? They're trying to paint it as if the Lakers are losing because of Russ and not because of AD being a hoe and LeBron just. Age, like it's it's on Russ. Russ is turning the ball. No man, like I I I don't even like get I I almost don't even like to acknowledge these types of stats or these types of conversations because the people who don't like Russ have already made their decision 
It's his brand of basketball. It's his brash attitude. It's his lack of um, his lack of conscience. Like he don't give a f. He's going to go as hard as possible. He's going to give you money's worth and effort. And he's a mungook of an athlete, man. And and people penalize him for it. Like, could he make better decisions? Sure, sure. I've seen Russ shoot shoot his team out of a game plenty of times, but. I've yeah. also I mean, as, as a Russ way fan, more times me on where you know, that team wins me on a lot because of, of Russ. But you do not, <laughs> you do not win. You win more games because of Russ than you lose. That's bottom line. Right. That's bottom line. You win more because of him than you lose. So that that's yeah. that's my take. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, always on Russ meat like that, but it's all good because it doesn't look I... pretty. <laughs> Before we talk about what happened this week while y'all were on the Grizzly, uh, let's go to the phone line real quick. We got the homie Tobias calling in from out Arizona. What up, Tobias? Roll damn tide. The invitation. Roll damn roll tide. tide the invitation. Oh, the hey, the roll tide invitational. And all I got to say is to the Cincinnati. Up. Hey, just like the Cincinnati want to play with the big boys, to quote the nature boy Rick Fluff, you're going to have to walk down that aisle, and it's going to be a long walk. And as you get down that ring, you're going to feel those butterflies all in your stomach. Just let Cincinnati you know. They want to be with the big boy and stay with the ultimate big boy. But y'all talking about Yeah. But uh, but here's drop your theme music for you. (laughs) Yeah, appreciate that. But y'all talking about Jackson State and stuff earlier. Dion also got like about 14 transfers, and most of them from Power Five schools. And uh, and uh, and Hugh Hugh Jackson, the former Browns coach, took the Granville State job. And uh, you know he had a rough run in Cleveland, but he had a good little year in Oakland. He has a good off. He's been always a good offensive coordinator. See what yeah. happens there. I mean, and he comes but, there with an NFL, at least an NFL reputation. He's not gonna, he's not gonna yeah. be a magnet like Prime, but it's gonna be better than what they had going. Oh, so. oh! So, by the way, a four-star quarterback there from UCLA transferred to Grambling State last week too. Yeah, it's all nice. Uh, so, bro, yeah. So, think what happens with the portal is that some of these guys may go to where man I like it, they can still go here. And, uh. And they've been, they always show the Bayou Classic every year. They show, they, they've been showing more games over the years to HBCUs over the years, too. And I, just, and I think y'all talking about, like, Dion handling it. Yeah. Oh, I know y'all going to laugh at me at this. He's been doing those Affleck commercials with Nick Saban for a year. You already know they had conversations about ball because Nick always get these players. He had to break them down and build them back up as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and so you always pick brains from guys who've been there and everything like that. Uh, but I, I'm liking what he's doing out there, uh, and putting the spotlight on this stuff. And, and I'm glad. Yeah. And like, white people are mad at Florida State. But here's the thing: Florida State had the opportunity to hire Deion Sanders, but they didn't. And look at them now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy to see, but you know. I mean, if anybody can do it, it's him. I mean, people want to, like, young dudes want to be around wanna him. Want to be like, him. Yeah, yeah. they want to be him. So it's, it's, it's definitely going to be easier for him than, than others. But, 
you know, Jackson State Deion, is not going to be able Deion to get might have every more grandsons. So it's going to be some, some Deion spots. might have more grandsons and great-grandsons in his league than Michael Jordan has in the NBA at this point. <laughs> you ain't lying. Hey, but they asked Nick Saban at a press conference at Alabama this week to press about it. He was like, and so many words, Nick Saban said, that ain't my business. I'm happy for him. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like white people are, like, shocked. And I'm like, hey, these players want to go somewhere else. They want to go. If you're good enough, the league's going to find you. Because a couple of years ago, the Texans drafted a, a offensive lineman in the first round. He went to Alabama State. So you're good. They'll hey, find you. Darius Leonard, one of the best linebackers in the league. <laughs> yeah. He's from the school yeah. that just smacked Deion and them. I believe. Hey, Shannon so, Sharp with the Savannah State HBCU, but he's not dating black women as soon as he hit the league. Oh, my bad. Uh, but, <laughs> um, you know, uh, but I ain't him no play in college, so you know. He's trying to bring it halfway back around the moon. I mean, he's talking to Eddie Murphy's wife every chance he gets. Yeah. Yeah, who doesn't? Though? He don't want no problems. <laughs> who doesn't? Like, she a passer around yeah, people like, at this point. He don't, y'all talking about the COVID stuff in his league. His wife, the league is not going to cancel anything because yes, uh, because they ain't going to cancel because Smash there's too pass. much money involved. Hello? Can you hear me? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah we can hear you. We just talking about that. Yeah, but these leagues, yeah, what happens is, <laughs> yeah, but like, like these leagues, what happens is, like especially NBA so shut down, these owners can tear up the uh, labor agreement, something like, I, I remember that correctly, and it's a lot of money that's lost. And plus, the Bulls are going to make the playoffs. I need my Bulls home crowd out there, too. Just being honest here. Um, bulls, damn a bulls, bulls, Put the home crowd bulls, out there. Your Bulls can't seem to get away from the cooties. I know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they ain't been right. They had every bit of bad looks since Derrick Rose got hurt. Somebody uh, keep bringing the cooties into y'all locker room. Somebody need to stay hey, there at home. I'm trying to find I out I think it's a ghost of I think it's a ghost of Kirk Heinrich. One of the, but, ball, uh, one of the ball boys bringing it in the locker room. <laughs> By the way, no. how, come we, how come Jello can't get a run with a 10-day deal? I was about uh, to say, if Jello <laughs> don't get a run in the next three weeks, but, you know, because they're making, like, hardship exceptions for some of these teams now. Come on yeah. now. If he can't get a run, some of these names that I'm hearing coming up from the D-League, they bringing dudes off the street. Like, they may or may not have called my, my cell phone the other day just to, like, kind of check the temperature <laughs> yo, on that. Yo, you know what's crazy? See if you're available, they seen you lost weight. Yo, yo, the craziest part about the Jello situation is when he gets an opportunity to play, he's not bad. Like, you know, but then they, like, right. won't play. I don't, it, yo, it's got to be some sort of conspiracy. I think it's maybe because he went overseas and stole that stuff. He's still getting punished for that. When you say and, when, you say still, when he gets yeah, an he opportunity, he's not you know, that the bad. Like are you talking China. about against G League, G League competition, Jimmy, or NBA? Both G League, no, he, no, both. When he played in the summer league in the NBA, he played in the summer league. league. He played he was the cooking league. them dudes. It'd be a good he role playing with Jimmy saying at least. No, he he had he had like one of his best summer games league. That was against lottery I mean, what he does be. It ain't, you know, if you mm-hmm. can do it, it's not hard to do. He's a catch-and-shoot dude. He's not going to come out catch there and, shoot, and break God. you down yeah. off the dribble Hell. or anything like that. Yeah. No, no. Catch-and-shoot. Joe Harris did 15 men a year doing that. Right. Duncan yeah. Robinson yeah. damn, they got the match doing that. Yo, Joe Harris damn sure is. Kyle Corbett played 20 years doing that. Yeah. He's more of a catch-and-shoot dude. So, it's like, you know, we're not sitting here telling, you know, he he not special like his, hey. like his little brother. 
But, in today's but, NBA, he should, he should teams would rather have that than Joel Embiid talking about he's in the way. That's how today's NBA works. But uh, y'all were talking about, like, this COVID stuff, right? The only thing I would look at is if you got your vaccines, your boosters, and you're asymptomatic, why are they still doing the same protocol as someone who's unvaccinated? Because you and that would be it. just something you I would look at. I'm not a doctor or anything. That's, but you can still spread it. Even if you're asymptomatic and you vaccined up and boosted up, you can still spread it to the Kyries and all of them who not. And, you know, Kyrie. Much fans, he made a choice. The fans in the, in the first <laughs> row, don't forget about them. But like the homie Dave Zirin wrote this week, like the NBA and NFL is basically told <laughs> the players and the fans, go ahead and drop dead because we're not, we not shutting this down. So, um, and, uh, like, and that's a lot of money involved. And, like, here's the thing with this stuff, right? You got to be honest about this. <laughs> right. <laughs> you ain't going to – this stuff's never going to be handled perfectly. All you can do is just say, hey, the vaccines are there. I got to do argument on Twitter tomorrow. They make you do it. Say, who's they? I'm sounding like Galvatron right now. Who's they? I'm saying, but um, all these people out here are very ungrateful, man. Trump came up with yeah. these vaccines. He was in the lab. Yeah. Missing. <laughs> Came up with three vaccines Trump, Trump to help maybe. y'all, and and and, and y'all won't even take the joints, man. By the way, and Trump beat China. Trump beat China in a war that you didn't even know happened. <laughs> hey, I need to holler at Cole Beasley. I need to holler at Cole Beasley. In an interview, and said, "I came up with three vaccines." Yeah. Can we tell yeah, Cole Beasley and uh, Kirk Cousins that, that Trump took the vaccine and all their Republican politicians took it? The main reason I took the vaccine is because all these wealthy white people and politicians took it. And I was like, okay, if they taking it, if they, you know, if they didn't take it and gave it our black asses, I'd be like, no. All these Republican um, politicians talk big stuff, but they asked was the first one in the line. The funny thing about conspiracy theories is like just how people's brain work, which makes it hilarious. So I had like, you know, um, one of them like double woke, uh, you know, African dudes tell me that he took it. And he said the yeah. reason he took it is because the plan was to eliminate black folks, but they know that black folks will be scared to take it. So it was kind of like a, a, a double cross. So he took the poison. His conspiracy, we need to take it to survive because if you don't, you're going to die because that's the actual plan and everybody else got it wrong. I tell you what, it's like Oswald Bates. People are like, someone told me, oh, the virus can't, how do you mean they've been developing? I said, yes, there are doctors say they've been developing this wow. for years since SARS first dropped. Do y'all read anything besides uh, listen, Dr. Tobias, I think the, I think the I'm in this Tobias joint, B. Be like, yo, you be wild on Twitter, yo. <laughs> yeah, Tobias be wild. But, Jim, I'm in here like big pun. Like, dun, 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 dun. I'm trying to live. I done took the joint three yeah, times. Yeah. I done yeah. had my kids take it <laughs> twice. Like, <laughs> like yeah, um, Dev, I, Dev got all three joints. Dev said, yo, give me Pfizer, Moderna, yeah. and Jay. He got all of them. He said, yo, I took all three of them. And, and, and we was in a two-hour line today to get tested, you know, just to, you know, have some respect Man. for the holidays before we I'm go visit any family. But, yeah, yeah I, I that's what I asked twice. Jim at the, at the open of the show, like, is it time to, to, to go back into hiding or, or no? Nah? I got some big plans for the summer, man. 
Yo, I got to get out there. That, I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be going out the way you just came from, Jim. I'm supposed to be going to Jamaica, man. Like, come on. Man, listen, I got something in January. Then we got the cabin. Like, hey. We just gonna sit I'm and drink ten feet. We gonna sit yeah. and drink. I wonder if Scotty Pippen took it. Cause I ain't, ain't, even, I ain't even gonna tell y'all what I got. By the way, stupid. Oh, I know where you're going because you got to get Diamond Gino. You got to get him a. You know, you got to get his contract. Get him a visa. Together, so. yeah. Got to get a visa for that contract. Pretty sure y'all got a European tour lined up. You know. Yeah. European Don't bring back real European Got it. Got an agent already. Got a national team look. Master P agent. Man, come on, yo, man. COVID Rick, Rick and Williams agent. For those that don't know, B. Austin's son is a soccer phenom. Um, like he's we not even exaggerating. Like he really no. Listen, man. He's top three. He's one of the top three soccer players ever, yo. Hey, I bet he's been to Freddie Adu. What happened to Freddie Adu? No, he's top three. He's top three. Pele, Freddie Adu. Pele, Freddie Adu. But Jamin ain't third. He just top three. Hey, but y'all, I know y'all talking about football and stuff. Hey, y'all, y'all said something that made sense. These these fan bases let let winning cloud big issues. Like Jalen Hurts, right? The, the boy couldn't throw in college. I've been telling y'all that he was college. The boy can't throw. But, hey, you win a couple of games, people fall in love. Uh, like, uh, yeah. Taysom Hill. Yo. The dude will miss everybody left out. We still got shut out by these guys. But, yeah, Yo. the media won't blame Yo. Tom Brady, by the way. I can't even, um, I can't even front, though, um, Tobias. Taysom Hill is entertaining. It is fun to watch him because <laughs> I, I, make I, for him. I, don't find, no, I don't find myself laughing as hard as I do when I'm watching Taysom Hill play quarterback. Like, it is comedy. Tim Tebow and Taysom Hill is entertaining as hell. Like, yeah. comic Taysom Hill, yo, Taysom Hill is a true Negro quarterback. He's a true Negro quarterback. Dude, they made so many excuses for him that night. Like, oh, he do that back. No, he did. That ball was a duck. I maintain, I think there's one quarterback in the NFL who throws back shoulder passes on purpose. And I think that's Aaron Rodgers. Yep. All these other dudes yeah. be th- under throwing the pass and the receiver has to make a great move to get it. And you give yo. all the court, all the credit to the quarterback. Yo, death. Touchdown that Jalen. Yo, your man Jalen. Your man Jalen hurts. Pass. Your man Jalen. Your man Jalen hurts through a back shoulder nine right. route. My man had to they twist his body, make a great route. catch, and they gave it. <laughs> they gave him credit hey, you know to the crazy quarterback. Is? I'm like y'all are crazy. Yeah, the crazy man. part is, they give they reward them with pi too on bad throws. I hate that. And, yes. Uh, and the receiver comes yeah, back was, to that the was, ball. That was, that was written about. That was written about in sports the book. I'm gonna put that out there. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, but one yeah. thing I bring up also. All right, y'all know I've been on Russell Wilson's ass, right? And uh, but hey, yo. the me the the media keeps talking about. Oh, he'll get traded. Play. So I'm thinking to myself. That's how you know the media think they're playing Madden. Who the hell is the outer quarterback gonna be then? You supposed to play <laughs> this out like Gino, man. Gino will be balling. <laughs> here, Gino, here. <laughs> these people, Gino be, these people be like, oh, oh, we're going to trade them here. 
He'll fit here. He'll trade ahead. I'm thinking to myself, why the hell would Seattle even trade this guy? And uh, who the hell is going to be their replacement? Have they seen the draft this year on quarterback? And they only had their Gino, first round pick man. anyway. Did you see Geno play earlier this season? He went mm-hmm. terrible. They're going to take Jalen Hurts if they trade him to Philly. They're going to take Jalen. Yeah. Because he'll go to New York, right? Okay. That team is trash. Uh, Denver's a good team. They even said Cleveland may offer Deshaun Watson. But the, but the problem is people keep talking about, oh, all this. But I'm like, why would Seattle trade their quarterback and they ain't got even a competent or decent option coming in, in return? That doesn't make sense. And uh, I just – I just think that uh, the media, these high-take media, think they're playing Madden or 2K or something. It's like the media keeps saying, hey, someone, no one's taking Russell Westbrook's contract. It ain't happening. It's no. over. And, uh, yeah. and my last thing, guys, it seems like Taylor Horton Tucker ain't untouchable after all, huh? Maybe they should have traded this guy after all. Uh, they were talking like, like, like this guy was a, the second coming. Uh, anyone heard from him lately? Nah. Yeah, I who knows? I mean, you know, Brian, he gets you up out of there, especially young players that ain't really proven themselves yet. Bron, hey, so. hey, I got one more thing for you guys real quick. Everybody keeps talking Bron going to want to play with he want to play with his son if he makes the league with Bronny and make it lead. Why the hell would Bronny want to play with his dad in the league? Bronny looking for the road trip to be on that milk yacht. He don't want his dad around. <laughs> his dad going to take all the credit for whatever he yeah. does. So. All right, oh, yeah. man. If that, hey, you guys have a you guys have a Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa to Jimmy, Happy Hanukkah to B. Austin. And by the way, Aisha Curry ain't get her all that work of her body done for Steph. That's all I got to say. Have a great one, guys. Oh man! Uh, all right, all right, goodbye. Aisha Curry's gonna Yo, Aisha Curry in an open marriage from out in Cali. What up, Rob? What's going on, player? Hey, can y'all hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. Y'all Rob Roy in the porta potty. Y'all was good, man. It's your boy Rob, a.k.a. Yo, a.k.a. Fresh out the currency court. Now, Maury's your boy, Big Rob, a.k.a. Billy Jean is not my lover. He's just a girl that says I am the one, and you know the best. What's good, man? Chilling. What's good Yo, you fresh out the paternity court, dog. Everything good? <laughs> That's what he said? It was a... Yeah, he said, oh. a.k.a. fresh out of the paternity court. Yeah. You it, wasn't, it wasn't you? Did you win? <laughs> what did Ma- Maury say? <laughs> That's her. Boy, you Boy, are yeah, the boss. You can do the dancing. No, I'm just playing, man. I'm just playing. But how y'all doing, man? It's been a while, man. How y'all doing? Man, Dude, it sounds like you're in the toilet. What you got? Right. Hello? I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I, I'm good. But hey, man. But, but, but hey, man. I, you know, my Lakers have been stinking it up the last couple. Speaking of 12, my Lakers been stinking up the last couple freaking um, weeks and not months. What do you think about that? You think, you think, you think I, we need to be patient? They're going to be all right? Or you think they're in trouble? Hell no, they're in trouble. I never wanted freaking uh, no, uh, Westbrook, man. I never wanted Westbrook. Yeah, but LeBron right, did. Here's what I'll say, Rob. That's the only opinion I want to say something, Rob. Right? So, shout out to Brody, man. I just watched a documentary, so I'm like, you know, uh, Brody's my guy right now. So, you know, I just watch a documentary on somebody, especially when it's mm-hmm. curated by them to make them seem look good. But anyway, Lakers fans, <laughs> y'all got to chill, man. Because 
Like, you can't win the championship every year. Like, you're just not going to win a championship every year. Y'all got to really, really chill. Like, we're in 2021, right, for a couple more days. And the Lakers won a championship in 2020, yo. <laughs> and in 2021, they're like, it's the worst team ever. Fire Blow everybody. You got to go. You got to go. I'm like, dog, listen, listen, Jimmy, 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 I understand what you're saying. I understand how how, how that we got relaxed. That we, you know, Dev, he called me. You know, he used to make fun of me all the time, like, like you're spoiled fed. I want to hear his crap. And listen, man, it's just like it's just like Kobe said, R.P. Kobe, we, when he was making it, it's a blow shot LeBron. We don't hang division banners. We hang championship banners. This is a brand. No pun intended to anybody. Sports question. This is a brand. This is a brand. Yeah. But the whole last decade. You know, listen, 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 Jimmy, Jimmy. They didn't make the playoffs after him. Wait, 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 Jimmy, Jimmy. Well, that's the piece of beans. Dev, trust the process, Dev. But no, 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 no. But Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. Do you think Kylie Irving would have pulled the stuff he pulled in? Was that a shot? And you know, you think Kylie Irving would pull the stuff he pulled in LA like he did in um. Like he did in uh, like Kyrie gonna like pull that in the kingdom of Kyrie gonna say like, Kyrie gonna be Kyrie regardless yeah, of where like, he at. He don't care about LA. Hey, what you one of them Patriot way dudes? He ain't gonna do that in LA. No, I ain't Kyrie Patriot way. Let me explain something. Let me explain something to you. Uh, to you, Kyrie well, gonna walk like, to the pearly gates and if he don't like what Jesus talking about, he out. Yeah, listen. Let me explain something to you also about twenty. He's a weirdo from Duke. A weirdo from Duke. Let me finish them though, Rob. Well, here's what I want to tell you real quick though. You know what I mean? Just to put this in, just let, let you understand something real fast. 2020, 2021, that old Lakers subject, the whole lore playing for that's that's gone. Nobody cares about that no more. Like we're still you're still this old way of thinking. These players, know they're they're about player empowerment. They want to do what they want to do. If they want to go build a team in Memphis or or Toronto. That's what they'll do. This whole Lakers stuff, that's dead, yo. I understand. No, 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 no. I, I understand. No, I understand. What, I understand. What you're I'm just, I'm just getting up my, my overall, you know, about, about, yeah, about the situation. Yeah, but even as a fan, though, what I'm saying like about relax, and this is not, and this is not just for the Lakers. This is for all these, all these teams. Like, yo, Cats be expecting to win every year. I, I mean, I guess I'm from a different generation. If my team win a chip, I'm cool for a decade. <laughs> cool for a decade. <laughs> And, and 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 that's all I got said with the Lakers. I don't. I think they should. There was a couple because because I, I can't think of them right now. There was a couple of trades. I I will, I, will, I personally would like to see, but I don't think it's gonna happen. But um, there, there, there's a couple of trade ideas. Hopefully, it'll take Westbrook for somebody. I doubt it because he's not really salvageable because he's not playing high right now. So hopefully, I'm hoping he plays better. So we Westbrook, him Westbrook ain't the problem. Yes, he is. No, he's not. He a, AD is he, the he, problem. Yeah, hey, y'all play. I mean, he, but y'all brought Westbrook into a situation where anybody that had a set of eyes said, like, they're not going to be able to play together. Two of the superstars do the exact same thing. Like, it's not going to work. But, you know, nobody listened then. Now, once it's actually happening yo. the way people said it was going to happen, now it's that's Paul and Brody. I, exactly. I, I hear that. I hear Thank that, you, Dev. Thank you, Dev. Anthony Davis plays like he is six foot two on a junior varsity high school team. He is softer Yo, you than know, it's funny, right? Watching him play, watching him play. Here's the thing: when, when Anthony Davis is at his best, 
he's probably a top five player. But when he goes to these phases where he's like not even, he doesn't look like he's mentally there. I ain't gonna lie to you, he looks soft, Paul. Like he is soft. Um, no, Paul. But it's, it's, I, the funny thing is, I've never, really, I've never really thought of him as a soft player, Paul. But like he goes to these phases, I don't know. It's almost like he got his championship, and he, he feel the same way I do. He like, yo, I got my chip. He cool. He cool for another ten. He cool for a decade. <laughs> he. And and, and 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 I ain't gonna waste time, Mister Mister Ag. Hope he gets better. I mean, he's he has a lot. Why well, we can go away, Dave? He has a lot. I don't go. But back to my Eagles on the oh. NFL season. It's been interesting. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I I do not have faith in Mister Mister Hurt. I I'm always optimistic. I think he's a one read quarterback. That he's a a more athletic. I would argue a more athletic. Who was that guy's name from Cleveland? Um, he's a more athletic. Baker Mayfield. Man. Yeah, I don't think he's that good. I just don't. But Baker Mayfield. Uh. <laughs> nah, Baker. Actually, to be honest, as much as I do, I disdain Baker. Baker better than Hurts. Baker better than Hurts. Nah, B, he don't lead his team in rushing, so, you know, that's what's important. I mean, Baker, I mean, the thing about her, these Eagle fans just kill me. Rob, what you doing, man? Rob got caught, man. All right, Rob, we love you, man, but we got to go. Holla at you, boy. Alright, um, what happened this week while y'all were on the Grizz Naive, Jim, you want me to take that? Yes, sir, I got a good brother. What happened this week while you were on the Grizz Naive is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. So you or your business need a custom website, stop playing yourself. We're going into 2022, get your website up. Call digitalextremetech.com. You can call them at 267-205-4203. If you're looking for them on the web, it's digitalextremetech.com. Just get with Digital Extreme Technology. Shout out to them, but it's time to talk about what happened this past week while you were on the Grizz Naive. Now, first thing is this, man. Um, your man Jay-Z, Sean Corey Carter, uh, was on Twitter Spaces. But here's the funny thing about it, right? So I, I thought it was actually on Twitter Spaces, but I've seen the media reported like Clubhouse. It's not even the same thing. But anyway, um, it was in Alicia Keys' actual room that he popped up in and said that he is unbeatable in the verses and he needs to stop playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody can stand across from him, and it is what it is. So, gentlemen, so I saw B. Austin, like, writing essays on it. So, B. Austin, let me let you go first, good brother. Like, you got some thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. Um, what are yeah, I, I, dropped a, I dropped some bars on it, gave, gave the people a little essay, and then disappeared. Um, number one, what is he supposed to say? Like, I, I – Damn, I, it always baffles me. That was, that was my whole thought. <laughs> it, it always baffles me when people expect humility, and then when humility is given, I always take it as false humility because in a world that's as competitive as hip-hop and rap and bars, if you're humble and say, nah, nah I, you know, there's plenty of people out there that, what? That's completely contrary to the culture. So what else is he supposed to say? So salute to him for his confidence, 
and being honest about his feelings. Like, even though they're wrong, like salute to him. <laughs> um, I think I think that I think that uh, Jay Z MC, um, who is so talented that through the years he's been lazy, and he's also figured out that how to create enough buzz and enough support that in a in a world where we celebrate the results and the results are the sales and the money and the, the net worth and all of that, people don't look to the substance of the content or the quality of the art, right? So if you drop a mediocre song but it goes quintuple platinum or you drop a whole bunch of albums that sell, and then you're a great, you're a great businessman. People equate that to being a great artist or a winning artist, right? And maybe it is a winning artist, but there are literally plenty of other rappers that could give Jay Z the business on a versus stage, and that's not a knock on Jay Z to say that he isn't a great, an all-time great quintessential great MC he because he is but we know in rarefied air you get to comparing him with other greats it's kind of like what we do with LeBron LeBron in a vacuum is one of the greatest of all time okay we know that now let's compare him to the rest of the all-time greats for one Buster Rhymes would give Jay-Z the business not because he has more hits even necessarily, although the format is 20 versus 20, so hit for hit, Buster definitely has 20 hits. Jay has 20 hits. Like but anybody you element, put against somebody of Jay-Z's yeah. caliber is going to have more than 20 hits just because, you know. It's going to have more like, than 20, right. But it's about the skill. It's about the skill, it's about the skill set and the talent and how that skill set and talent is used to create an emotional connection with the audience. And, and, and Jadakiss and the Locks showed you, showed you the art of emceeing as it, as it pertains to winning on a versus that's, that's, stage. Pass the ball real quick. You that's a lot. Real quick, though. I was going <laughs> to. No, I'll, 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 um, and I'll, Dev, why don't you go? Because you may have some thoughts, too. Like, I don't want to, you know. Draw. No, I mean, I, I'm, 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 I'll be quick because, you know, this is another thing I give zero fucks about. But, um. I mean, yeah, yeah. a good point he made yeah. was about Jay-Z being a master of, you know, creating buzz. Because just by saying what he's saying, he's leaving it out there that if he ever does this, then he's already coming in with his army of coal offers that he's hyped up by saying this. He's basically he shut the won. internet down over the last few days just because of this. Like, while y'all are talking Yo. about this, I am reading social media, like, not looking for this at all. Yo. But everywhere I scroll, Yo. they're talking Yo. about this. One of our acquaintances, one of our acquaintances commissioned a piece of art that is Jay-Z's penis with every single vein on it. And he's, he's, he's paying homage hey, to yo. it. He's bowing to it like... And I think, and I, think I might have come across exactly what you're talking about right while y'all were just I've seen, 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 I've seen,
like, yo, invite other folks to exchange hands because of this topic. Like, yo, if you really feel that way, let's meet up. If you really think somebody can see Hove, come see me about something. Like, yo, really? Yeah, First of all, you much. know what it's yo, hitting for. As soon as somebody call him Hove, you know what it's hitting for. Yo, here, yeah, actually, here's the crazy <laughs> thing, right? So for me, I think that the first part of what B. Austin said is absolutely true. Like, what is he supposed to say, right? right. And it's, it's funny because when people do talk with confidence in this world, it, like, it takes everyone back because that shows you how lack, the lack of confidence that most people have. So they can't even fathom someone talking with that level of confidence. But what is he supposed to say, especially someone? Yeah, what um, is he? Yeah, world, like, right? he's supposed Remember to say. Kobe, Kobe's so cocky. What are you supposed to say? Now, with that being said, though, <laughs> yeah. when I think about when I think about the actual, actually, what he said, I don't know if there's that many folks that could beat him. And I'm not the biggest Jay Z fan. I just know that the way versus is, the way versus are judged, the way versus, and it's kind of what Dev said, like. He's already proved to you that he can't lose just by saying this. People are already fighting for him. So when he goes right, up yo, there, he that, that, is, that is middle, true. He could go out there and put when up he sings a the songs that Middle America knows, and, 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 and you know all the Yakubians know. That is so, that is know. true. I've seen him that in the last true, ten albums. I'm, I'm, every, I'm, what, like, I'm, what I'm saying is, Buster's. It could be terrible, and nobody's going to admit it because they he already nobody's going to admit it yet on his side. Buster can go up Buster's there and willing to die. Buster's willing to die yeah, to but, prove that point that he's better. But see, the thing, but you also know that Jay Z is one of those slick dudes, so he'll he'll like clown the fact that Buster is jumping around and acting the damn fool, and just play eight to the Izzo and won't say nothing, and they're going to give him that. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's he's also like even even with all that all that being said, he's he's a, you know he's a he's an Uber MC, so you know we're not slandering him. He, um, we're slandering his fans. We're not slandering him. But oh, yeah. he's also not a dumb guy, so he'll play that against him. And the fact is, he's already proven that he can't be beaten by the only person that I think actually had the biggest shot is Aubrey. And the reason I say that is because he got his oh, own set of fans. Because he got his, he got his dance like bull. I'm beyond yeah, with you, but the difference between those two nah, is this. I, I, thought a, I thought about what that. About Weezy, I, I compiled a list. I compiled Listen, a list, and Aubrey, Aubrey's, Aubrey's on that list. And now I know I know you're gonna disagree, Jimmy, and I know why, and you're probably All right. right. You're gonna, you're but about, I put Thanos. I put Thanos on that. I don't say that name. I put Thanos y'all know on each that other. List. Y'all know each other too well. Because <laughs> I know you're I gonna put say Thanos that, but come on, you 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 are bugging. Not on the not on the versus stage. Not at all. Yo, because first of all, most people don't know anything that Thanos rap. Yo, he's gonna be he rapping to you gauntlet. and about fifteen other people. He's gonna be rapping to you and fifteen other people. He got the infinity gauntlet, like, man. Huh? Jay don't have the infinity gauntlet, man. Yeah, but he got songs that Middle America know. They're gonna be, you know, what I mean, they're gonna tune in and they're gonna hear him say "Yo, but, Izzo, and they're gonna lose Thanos their mind. told Thanos told white people about themselves and got invited on white shows to write dissertations. Yeah. About yeah, but what I'm saying is. No one wants to hear the lyrical miracle spirit, so they're not going. They're not going to hear that. Here, here's That's the why thing, they're not inviting Eminem. The, That's why I don't put Eminem on that list. But but Thanos man, exactly. Different, man. Thanos, yeah. But here's what I'm man. saying though. The one advantage also that Jay Z has over all these folks is the biggest pop stars in the world are in his like circle. So he has songs yeah. with Kanye. He'll he'll bring Kanye out. He'll have Rihanna. Yeah, his damn Rihanna, wife is bigger yeah. than him. 
his damn wife is bigger than him. Like so, yeah. What Buster gonna do when him and Beyonce go out there doing their joints together? Like it's over. Buster gonna beg Janet to Yo. come. And young people gonna be like, he's gonna beg Janet to come. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah. They gonna be like, oh, that's the one from the Super Bowl. That's <laughs> 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 the titty lady. They gonna be like, that's the one from the Super Bowl. Well, then show your titty. But <laughs> I mean, Janet could do that. Help Buster out. Show a titty, then. Yeah, I'm then about to steal that. That's about to be a titty. The only way. Only way if she, if she pull a titty out, that's like a 12 run right there. That's like yeah, a 12 that's, that's, that's a 12, yeah, that's a 12 that Yo, give me, give me my credit on that tweet, yo. Give me my credit. Yeah, I got you. I got, I'm, I'm a matter of fact, I might quote you. I'm going to say only way only way to be easy if Janet pulls up and pull a titty out. Anyway, listen, um, real like, fast, though. So, uh, what the F is Thanos? Damn, get off my lawn. Marvel movies, yo, man. Old ass. Yeah. Watch your Marvel movies. Yo, real quick, though, um. So I guess to sum this whole Jay Z thing up, I think B. Austin's first point is the original one. What is he supposed to say? That's the actual answer to this whole thing. Yo, if he supposed I, to I feel at this stage, at this stage of the game, and don't nobody listen to us care other than y'all. Like y'all get it. Like, I fans make it hard, make it difficult for me to appreciate, dude, because I'm 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 a Jay Z fan. But they take it so far and so over the top and won't criticize Bull. Like, like y'all know, Bull got more whack albums than good albums. You say the same thing but about that means, one. But, that doesn't mean he's not great. But hold on, though. I, I think that just goes to being a polarizing figure. Because the same thing you said, you can take it to sports, keeping it sports-related, and apply that to LeBron, right? It's, it, yeah. it's, so what it really is. I like, Jay. I like Jay better than I like it's LeBron, not the, LeBron, though. It's really access to social media and access to people's thoughts that's kind of changed it. Because I always tell y'all this. I say, listen, if we can take social media and just put parachute it back, I think y'all might not like Mike the way you do. Because I think that Mike fans would have made you, would have driven you absolutely insane. I, really no, I don't know, man. What I seen Mike do to, what I seen Mike do to people. Don't matter though. I don't matter though. They were, they listen. They. Listen, man. The, the the amount of the amount of like you know, um, sauce it was more it was more justifiable. Yet. But I still don't you know. Koloffin is just an irritant to me. Koloffin, listen, man. Koloffin is Koloffin, man. There would have been no vegans or vegetarians. It was all kinds of sausage eating back then. <laughs> it's an all meat. Me, man. <laughs> <laughs> all vegetarians. Yo, be Austin. I, I know I told the story in here before, right? So one time, um, playing AAU ball in the total response league, um. Something happened in our jerseys didn't show up. Wow, game, shout out right? to the total so all, response league. Yo, so we all had white tees. And the referee said, look, here's some markers. Everybody go write a number on your shirt and come off to the court, and then that's how we're going to have the numbers on your shirt. I think it was like me and one other boy that had different numbers. Everybody else had 23. <laughs> I'm like, yo, ain't nobody going to talk about this. Everybody just ran out there. Yo, the problem I'm talking about, is, I'm talking about the problem is bro, though, like when I'm our jerseys about, are here, you know, goddamn well your jersey number ain't twenty three. Get off his like, yo, like, no, listen, God. listen. The crazy part is it's thirty, it's like fifteen per team, so it's like thirty of it's like twenty eight out of the thirty broke twenty three on the uh shirt. Yo, so I'm sitting there like so oh, basically they had man. to like do something where they like, you know, put letters or small numbers next to it because so many people were like was coal office. But anyway, uh, no, I, 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 I get you, I get you, and I and I, and I, and I probably agree because I'm I'm anti Koloff culture. But I literally have seen 
on the court. I'm not talking about off the court. I've seen things on the court with LeBron that bother me. Everything that bothers me about Mike is off the court, like the like the jeans he wears or the women he dates. No, I don't know if y'all are going to understand this, but you're making that point, B. The biggest thing that 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 irritates me, annoys me about LeBron on the court are his eyes. Do you see how he looks at other people sometimes like like he's not the like going back to the Thanos reference, you're supposed to be Thanos, but he'd be like I can't even describe it to y'all. I would just have to show it to you, but the way you catch him looking at other people. Like, dude, you're supposed to be the man. Like I, I gotta. Yeah. I, I just gotta find some footage yeah. to show y'all what I'm talking about. I, but you know, no, I, I got. I got a better one. I got a better one. I understand. So, so, so knowing, knowing, knowing that I'll give us being somewhat alpha male, the fact that you couldn't <laughs> post up JJ Barea is a problem oh, for me. Like I can't. I've never. Hold on though. But hold on though. Because we went back you're, ten and a half years. Different topics, right? Because one thing, one thing I'll say is this, though, Dan, to your point. I think that Jordan is a lot of the problem with how we judge players now, too. I've said this before. Because we expect, I agree with that. We expect, I agree with all, that 100%. We expect all the best players to be alpha males, to be the people that, like, like Jordan had like a certain level of around, so Give me the goddamn so, ball. When you look at the history of the game, all the best players didn't have that in them. They all didn't have that in them. They just didn't. You know what I'm saying? Like some will argue that as dominant Not as all of was, them. he didn't have but that. But the ones that counted did. I don't know about that though. Like I, I don't know about that. Like, and, and you know we can debate this back and forth. But the point of this wasn't even about their games. It's about Koloff culture. It's about. <laughs> I mean, yo, there was a whole campaign. I want to be like Mike. That's Koloff in it itself. What do you mean you want to be like another man? Like yo, yo, somebody, somebody made a stat this at... week. Somebody made a stat because this week. They counted. Listen, they counted the number of days in LeBron's life that he's been in the NBA, and they counted the days of his life before he came to the NBA, and they waited yeah, till those okay. days were equal to put out a stat, which yeah. was like Monday. They were saying LeBron 6, has spent exactly 6, half of days. his life in the yeah. NBA. But who, like, who, why, why are you doing that? Why are you counting yeah, the days of his that. life? Like, get Koloff culture. I can't. Koloff culture mixed with Koloff culture mixed with computing power. But the fact uh, no, that analytic, <laughs> analytic dicky, <man. laughs> analytic dicky. Like, like whoever whoever did that, whoever did that, from our perspective, from our perspective, and the way we think, is probably a virgin. Like, there's no <laughs> way that they're they're not they're not married. <laughs> Not, Yo, like the fact you took the time to do that, you can't possibly have kids, and you probably don't have a wife or anyone that wants to sleep. Listen, listen, man. What, 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 basically, basically, right here's the thing. Here's what I'm gonna say. This is my last analogy. The way the way people treat Jay Z is the way people would have treated Jordan if Jordan was like you know relevant in his sport in this time. I mean, he told you he's the Michael Jordan. Shit, they the still court. treat him like that. But no, you're right. You're, you're, you're. I, I get your point. I don't, I don't disagree with that. We splitting hairs because that's what we do. We're hair splitters. But I, I understand where you're going. All right, so now, I, I now don't. We talk about anti-Koloff culture, man. Let me talk about my favorite player, my second favorite player of all time, man. Um, after watching this, Fred Van Fleet. Man. Zach, no, Zach Randolph is my second favorite player of all time, y'all. 
Dad, did oh, you watch the end, Gangster uh, Disciple? So you want to talk about the Gangster Disciple? I, I certainly did. And yo, Zach Randolph is awesome. the king of I Memphis. I Zach Randolph. Bar none. Yo, Zach Shout Randolph out to Young Dolph. Rest dude, in peace. Man. But boy, the king of Memphis. Rest in peace, Young Dolph. Rest in peace, Elvis Presley. Yep. Zach Randolph is that dude. Zach Randolph, I, listen, I love the, doc, the documentary so much, I almost came on here screaming BDK, Austin. But anyway, listen, though. Yo! Um, <laughs> but, but I didn't, though. But I didn't. But I didn't. But what did you think about the documentary overall, there? Oh, I, I thought it was a good one. Like, that's the kind of stuff because, you know, Zach didn't play in the sexy towns of L.A. and, you know, Chicago and all of that kind of stuff. You tend to forget some of the stuff because, first of all, you know, know, Jim, I was always a dude who argued for that Memphis squad because people always overlook how good that trade was for Memphis because people hate the Lakers and how it took the Lakers get another championship. That trade made Memphis a a good team. They weren't going to win a championship, but they made Memphis a very good playoff team for at least a decade and people not realizing that like you came from nothing and you got that. So the trade was good for you. It wasn't a Memphis wasn't in a position where they needed one more player to, to win a chip. The Lakers were. So I like that. Despise to this day, people who act like the Lakers got some lopsided trade with Paul Gasol. But anyway, I say all that to say this documentary brought up some memories that you kind of put out of your mind and you forget how Zach, cooked some very good teams in the playoffs and and, and Man, led listen. Memphis to series wins that they Yo, were not his game was to his get. game was amazing. His ball he, game, his skill level Man, was he amazing. cooked Tim Duncan in the Spurs. He cooked uh who else did they beat somebody that they weren't supposed to beat. Um Damn, I forgot who it was but he cooked he, the, cooked, he cooked so many folks, man. Like he cooked right. like everybody that came in front of him. This joint brought back memories, man. Then it went deeper to show you what he is to that community. You know, when he finally got to a place, an NBA place that he could call home, you know, when he left all the distractions behind and all the stuff that was in his past. Yeah, I bang with it. I ain't, I didn't even know they had a Zebo documentary until they all started talking about it. But, Dog, um, listen, I, 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 like I was it. ready to fight for him. And no, is there, I was ready to fight for him after watching it, but there's nobody to fight because who the hell argued about Zach right. Randolph? Ain't nobody talking about Zach Randolph. Yo, but hold on, though. <laughs> and that's another part of it, too. When they showed him and they played OKC, and um and Perkins got to say, yo, Perkins and him was arguing. He told Perkins, like, yo, show me your hand. Yo, how you tell him, <laughs> yo, show me your hand? <laughs> yo, and then, yo. then you found out because they did a good job, you know, hiding this. He went into the locker room to find Perkins. Yeah, in his face. He yeah, he'd have like, beat, yo, he'd he said beat he the life out of He was on the court bluffing. He was like, I ain't about that. He he's like, I'm from Bluff City. Yo, <laughs> and my man Zach got quotables like he a rapper. Man, he said, well, I come from bullies, get bullied. Right. Yes, sir. <laughs> he's like, I don't do and all that bluffing thing, on the court. I'm from Bluff City. <laughs> yeah, and another thing that I didn't recognize, like, and we kind of, we, we joke about it all the time on, on the show, is about how they kind of ruined Blake's career. But I didn't know that the vitriol went back to the the draft. I had no idea about that. Like I didn't remember that part of it. Mm. So, so basically, um, he got traded for Quentin Richardson, and to go what was it? Mm. Quentin Richardson went somewhere. I think he went to the, the Clippers, right? And yeah. basically, they chose yeah. Blake over him. So got him out of there to make room for Blake, and, and got him out of there so they could put Blake at his power forward. So he had animosity 
for Blake Henson. So that's why he treated Blake the way he did. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like room. Definitely had animosity. So every time he saw him, he tried to chip this thing off, Loke. Yo, (laughs) that's who it was. When they played played the Clippers, he gave the O. Oh, yeah. Because they lost to the the Clippers one time, but then – he came back and, and, and cooked them and beat them. So, he, you know, he put – that was the Chris Paul Clippers. Chris Paul, Blake Griffin Clippers. Yeah, they that's when they were supposed, supposed to win the chip. They was Lob City. They, they were the Lob eighth City. seed and beat the Spurs, and Zach put them on his back to, to beat the Spurs. Like, yo. This team, yo, they were in the, they were in the, in the uh, they beat the uh, Oklahoma City. They beat them. They were in the, uh, the Western Conference Finals once. I'm like, yo. Yo. But nobody, Yo, nobody, so crazy. Like, nobody talks about that. But they will go past that and talk about how lopsided the trade was. I'm like, y'all act like Mark Gasol, Yo. like, over the last decade, ain't been better than Paul Gasol. <laughs> so after watching that, the Algo showed me, um, Algo showed me that he recently had his number retired. So I watched that whole ceremony. But I'm just, and we gonna end it on this. But I, the funniest thing about that is, so he had his number retired. Um, and they gave him a whole presentation, you know. Awards, had people come speak, yada yada yada. The crowd was going crazy. Like you said, he's the king of Memphis. But then they, they announced at the end that I think it's January twenty second, January twenty something. They retire with Tony Allen's number. <laughs> yo, so they just so, diminished like, what they Memphis did. Is in love with that. They in yo, love with that they retired, team. They retired. They retired. They all back they just put, Dog, they, they retiring just him, and they announced that in the future, in the future, Marcus Saul gonna be retired too. They said the future Marcus Saul gonna be retired too. So that team meant something different to that city than right. like I guess the rest of the world know. So then after that, it's gonna be Mike Conley, be Austin's homie. <laughs> hey, listen, Mike Conley's out here cutting checks. Will, Mike Conley out here still getting paid. I will go there in. Pro- Mike Conley go there in protest. <laughs> he runs out the stadium for the sign. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Mike Conley. So can't look at man. can't I mean, look at NBA contracts. I'm better at what I do than Mike Conley is at what he does. Yo, and, it, and his, his and his nickname was a bar. Yeah, his nickname is a bar. <laughs> Zebo, like a playoff of Debo, because he was Zebo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. His nickname yeah, was definitely well, a bar. Bullies get bullied. No doubt. Yo, listen, man. Shout yo, out to Zach, man. Yo, Go on, watch that. It's on YouTube for everybody out there who's interested. It's on YouTube. It's free. It's free. Right on YouTube. It's called uh, mm-hmm. 50 for the City. But I just want to end this off by saying, yo, Tony Allen getting his number retired, yo. Yo. Tony, he a glue-type player, so, you know, they're going to throw him a ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, yo, speaking of things that happen. Tony to Allen take a shower, yeah. No, he ain't put no lotion yo. on his. I ain't combing his hair. Hey, yo, yo, he told the ball, like, yo, man, show me your hands. Yo, like, show me your hands. Like, Tony Allen need to hit T.O. up for some, some lip gloss. <laughs> yo. Yo. Yo, on social media. Yo, Tony Allen, like, hair looks ashy. Yo. Yo, first of all, let's take, I'm going to tell you all a story about Kevin Durant, but I think that there's something else going on with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is like, if you watch his social media behavior, he's like going out of his way to try to be a bad guy. Yeah, I think he's going through that LeBron phrase. Yeah. Phase where he just wants to be a bad guy, but this so this past year, it was this a uh, thirteen year old Hooper who made this like stupid move. One of the moves on Instagram where they be like, "Yo, did he travel?" And he traveled his ass off. But anyway, so Kevin Durant <laughs> and he got the, had, he like, got that move post. off of Zion Harmon. Shout out to Zion for that dumb shit. Yo, so Kevin Kevin Durant. This dude from 
Minnetonka, Minnesota. Yeah. So he's from, he's from and Clinton the young Clinton. boy got excited when he saw Kevin Durant posted his clip until he read it. He retreated. So he to his friend, <laughs> he like, Yo, he Kevin Durant this. just posted my clip. And then he read the he read the caption, and Kevin said, this is trash, bull garbage, like Kevin Cookie. <laughs> so, so it went from being like the most exciting time of dude's life. So, so, so Jim, you like, saying Yo, bull ran with his phone to his teammates, like, look at this, look at this. And then somebody had to say, slow it down. <laughs> he said, yo, did, he just, but did just you read it, though? You. Like, yeah, like, but did you read the caption, though? Yo, the move is terrible. Yo. Yeah. And, and I don't really, I don't necessarily think it was personal towards the kid. Because I, I agree with what Kevin Durant said. Like, this is, this is trash. This is bad basketball. And, like, three other NBA players chimed in with the same thing. So they're not really talking about the kid who was in sixth grade at the time, by the way. Uh, marry the yeah, but, kid, but but that's what I'm about to say. Like Kevin Durant could have, I guess he could have gone about it a, a different way. You know what I'm saying? This is this is actually an opportunity for you to grab some points, some social points, and maybe reach out to the kids. You're going to retweet his stuff, so basically you're in communication with him anyway. You just put his his move in front of like you know a million more people just with a, a, a click of the, of the phone. So you could have said something to him, like, yo, young boy, like, you know, this ain't it. Hit him in you know, just something. Like, you could have done something and talked to him directly instead of just being, like, trash. But at the same now, time, it question. is social media, and I think sometimes even celebrities probably forget that, like, how close you are in communication with these people. Sometimes you still, you might comment on something and not realize, like, oh, I, I, am ta- I can talk directly to this person, so. I don't know. Wait, Yo, so basically what you're saying is the power the power of the messenger's know. word and who the messenger is holds significance and you're touching yeah, I mean young boy was really offended. Use. His parents you, had to talk him off the ledge and tell him it wasn't personal. And and, you know. and Kevin Durant was really offended by that bullshit ass move he tried. <laughs> nah, Yo, I, mean, I was offended that, too. Because this is what they're teaching the, the what babies makes for, these days. What makes for a better story though? What makes a better story if he does that like say your young boy is saying it or does what he did and then still meets with the young boy and gets another pickup off of uh, IG. Met with him, you know what I'm saying? Try to help him with his game after I saw that trash. Yeah. So, no, you know, I, I that's think still that's what's going to happen, though. Now that they're making a big deal out of it, I, I absolutely think Kevin Durant somehow is going to end up, you know, in a, in a story, a, a make-a-wish story with young boy. <laughs> like, yeah. Young you know, because yeah, young, young boy actually went out of his way to invite that. He was, you know, he kind of told yeah, him he was offended, but he was like, you know, maybe we can do, you know, work together one day. I want to get to where you at, so you know, let me know. So somebody young boy, young boy, to say, yo, young boy, to say, yo, show me your hand. <laughs> yo, or she just disrespected him like the young boy was disrespecting Cam Newton to his face. <laughs> <laughs> yo, why do you have to see Cam like that? No, yo, if I was the young boy, I'd have said something about Kevin Durant hair. I'd have just went on him like. But we was different. Yeah, you know, if he had dissed us back in the day, it would have been Ashy, Ashy, <laughs> Like, anyway, like you skinny, um, ashy, peasy head, bitch. Uh, <laughs> now show me your hands. <laughs> Look, <at laughs> that ankle. Look at it. You. <laughs> Sometimes, like, I, like Jimmy, I'll be thinking, yeah. like, when you say that, it probably is for the better that we didn't have. Um, social media when we were teenagers, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's probably for the better. Yeah, I'd have, I'd have been in jail. Absolutely. Because the stuff we said in front of people, like, had a people yeah, like, yo, yeah, what's wrong yeah. with y'all? 
Like, yeah, it, uh-huh. it, it would have been. It is for the best. Yo, man, but listen, though, man, Omarion is out here doing this thing, so the NHL decided that it's going to pull out of the Olympics. Um, and, you know, some folks feel some type of way about it, but what do you guys think? Yo, is that for the better? Omarion dancing all over the sports world. Yo, served. I'm, I hope don't even ask, huh? don't come through. <laughs> um, Yo, for me, I, I pretty much think this was a situation, really and I mentioned it, uh, me and B talked a little bit about it earlier. I think that two weeks that they take off for the Olympics, because they're starting to postpone some games now, I'm thinking they're, you know, not just because, you know, these leagues don't care who gets sick and who don't get sick as long as that money's still flowing. And I think at this point it's all about being able to complete their season and, and get that particular money because they've already started to postpone some games. So you need that two weeks to maybe fill some more slots for some of these games that are getting pushed back. So they don't, you know, like, come on, we, we can't do it this year. But, yeah, the, the Olympics, for the hockey fans, it's going to look much different with NHL players not being able to play. So, you know, some favorites might not may no longer be favorites. So if you're into that, might be some upsets this year. Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> We'll see. Yeah, so. Hockey ass. I mean, those are the stories that happened this past week while you were on the Grizz Nye. Um, This week in sports history, what happened uh, this week leading to to the holidays? Not much, not much, not much. This date in sports history brought to you by Sports the Book. Y'all know what it is, man. Go to warroomsports.com. Go to sportsthebook.com. Get your copy of one greatest pieces of sports art ever written, uh, written by War Room's own Jimmy the Blueprint. Make sure you go do that. But this date in sports history, man, December 23rd, 1997 was the day that Chicago Bulls coach Phil Jackson became the quickest coach to reach 500 wins. It took him only 682 games to get 500 wins. Um, We know what kind of run the Bulls went on throughout the 90s. So, you know, not hard to believe, not shocking, but it's crazy when you think about the numbers. 682 to get 500. Phil shooting Dog, that's like that. winning. That's like winning 60 games every year. <laughs> Yo, his shooting he percentage is all that. Phil was bucket. He won 73%, 73% of his games. That's you break it down in 82 games. You know what I mean? Analytics right here. That's Yo, ridiculous. my man won 60 games a season. That's ridiculous. Analytics, man. Phil should have just went for two every time. Um, but we'd like to give this uh, give a war room salute to this historical moment. Shout out to Phil Jackson for, for doing what he did. I don't know. I, to this day, I mean, I know he has to be great at what he does, but I don't know if Phil is just pure genius or if Phil has always been in the right place at the right time. But either That's way, his That's records cannot be taken from him, and this one is crazy. So salute to this historical moment. Yeah. Let's get up out of here. This is true, man. Yeah, I always say, man, Phil, man, outside of uh, Shaq, all the rest of the legends that he played with, he went without him. So salute to him for that. Um, also, real quick, this week um, in life history, Mary pulled that BS on Joseph, and we all fell for it. And we, so, never mind. I mean, tell me the truth. <laughs> yeah. Yo, anyway. Oh. Yo, anyway, man. Yo, um, I'm pregnant. Thank you, brother. Yo, what do you do if your wife came home like that? No, I mean, I'm just anyway, Jesus. This anyway. guy. Yeah. Yo, this guy. Yo, what do you want to say? Like, for real? 
Hey. Anyway, my fault. Um, yo, thank you, brothers, <laughs> brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody who called and got through. Shout out to everybody chimes in on social media, Facebook, and all that. So, peace yourself. Everything that we do can be found at the hub of warroomsports.com. That includes all of our social media. Hit us up on social media. Check out our webcast. Check out our podcast. Listen, enjoy your Christmas if that's what you celebrate, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you do. Enjoy the holidays. Spend time with your family. Um, but be safe, though. You know what I mean? Don't be out here, you know, messing around with Omarion or whatever. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, enjoy all your sports. B2K! <laughs> and we'll see you right back here next time. You know what I mean? But everything we do is at the hub that includes the book, Sports the Book. You can find that at warroomsports.com. Remember, next week is our final show of 2021, so make sure you pull up. But until next time, everybody's going to set mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. See you chunk on top. Shout out to God, baby. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.